What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, sitting across the way is Nancy B. Price, who is a storyteller, (laughs) an artist, and a very, very good friend. Nancy, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on because, honestly, there is something that I've been kind of trying to tell the world, Mm -hmm. and that is that, you know, business to me is an art form. And I love talking to artists because I think that there is a level of expression that artists understand, whereas, you know, most business people maybe sometimes miss the mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for the people in the audience that have never heard of Nancy B. Price, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so um, like you mentioned earlier, I am an artist, a storyteller, a writer, um, a farm kid from mm-hmm. Girard, Georgia. And so I'm pretty familiar with the area. Um, I grew up, spent all my life uh, in rural up upbringing, rural background. And so a lot of my work um, deals with the um, the stories that my family has told that's passed down to me, the way that I interpret them and then retell them both in like the written word, the mm. visual word, performance. And so um, a lot of my work is just sort of like rooted in like rural America and the community that I came up in. And so um, other little like tidbits, you know, I'm the middle child, okay. the second oldest. Um, I have a two brothers and a sister and you know a big family and Mm. we all love to get together and stuff it's been kind of hard because of the pandemic and everything like that but um it's been nice to sort of like see outside open up a little bit and be able to just like be around people and in community and everything so that's amazing you know your your art has really kind of been uh eye-opening uh is is a great word um for me uh, the first time that, you know, I heard that you were a collage artist, I was thinking back to, you know, back in the day when I was in middle school where I just cut out uh, various different things. But your artwork is so much more than that. Uh, there's kind of like this attention to detail that is there uh, almost in terms of like the shapes that you cut out of the clouds. They're very kind of like, you know, from what I've seen, very like uh, square and like there's a pattern that's like mm-hmm. existing throughout. How do you find, you know, the inspiration to do that how do you kind of like where is that coming from is that Mm -hmm. just who you are as an individual or did someone kind of like show you the ropes of Mm -hmm. collage and art making well um my relationship with collage really started when I was a little girl Mm -hmm. so back when I was oh gosh maybe like pre-k and into first grade and kindergarten and everything I played with paper dolls a lot and so I had this whole thing where I would like get like a big poster board and draw out the blueprint of a house okay and then I would like draw out the paper dolls and their um, uh, furniture and clothes and everything and like build like the house with like the inhabitants involved so I feel like that's sort of where like the attention to detail started for me Um, but then like I grew up and forgot about it and Mm. so um 
you know, as like the the smart kid in school, a lot of people sort of like steer you to go into certain career fields, whether it's law or medicine or sure. teaching or something like that. So for me, it was medicine. And so okay. anything that wasn't like science medicine related, I sort of just like stashed it in the back of my mind and forgot about it for years um, until just one day. This was back in like 2016. So about six years ago now. Oh, gosh, it'll be six years next month. Um, Time passes by fast when you're flying. having fun. <laughs> Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so um, I had came across this um, collage artist on Etsy. Her name's Marilyn Jean Giles. And her work was just gorgeous. It was so beautiful. It, it just similar to, you know, a lot of my work is inspired by her and that I'll, she tells a story with each piece that mm. she creates. And so when I came across her work, it sort of like triggered this like distant memory that I had about what I used to do when I was a little girl. Mm. And, you know, little girl Nancy has all the answers. Sure. <laughs> like I'm doing inner child work right now. And it's just like, dang, she knew then that yeah. she wanted to be a writer. She wanted to tell stories. She wanted to play with paper and everything. Um, but, you know, I sort of gave into society and expectations and everything and just hid that part of myself. But seeing that collage art on Etsy sort of just just reawaken that creative part of me that's always sort of been there. Sure. But just been um, just been lying dormant, mm -hmm. you know. And so my work is um, it's about bringing that um, creative little girl back to the forefront and exploring with detail and adding little like tidbits of information that you have to really look at in order to find instead of just looking at a, you know, at a big piece. I love that. You know, for me, I share a little bit about myself. Uh, and I connect with this because for me, uh, my background is music, right? Yeah. Uh, I played piano from a very early age. Uh, it was something that was very important to me. And as time goes I on. That. I didn't know that about you. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go ahead. There, uh, there's so many secrets. Little tidbit. <laughs> there's, there's a little more, more than that. But uh, so, you know, when I was growing up, you, you do the sensible thing. Right. right. You, you, you go towards what makes money. Mm -hmm. uh, and I ended up, you know, Wanting originally to go to uh, music school, mm -hmm. but ended up going to, you know, um, school for computer science mm -hmm. and almost opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. But even now, I, you know, I'm so thankful for, you know, what I what I did. But I always wonder, like, you know, yeah. what if. Right. What right. if this? What if that? Uh, but you have made this decision that this is what you want to do. And that mm -hmm. has to be a scary leap. You have to take that leap of faith to say. It's terrifying. Is it? Take, <laughs> yeah. me, take me back to the moment. So mm. how did you get to the point where you said, I'm going to do this? Yeah. Well, I feel like I sort of um, always just sort of fall into these parts of my life. It's mm -hmm. never one of those things where um, i just ready to make the decision. It's almost like I have to get pushed to the point where there is no other choice sure. but to follow myself sure. and the path that I've set up for myself, even if I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And I go back to when I was pre-med and then making that decision to not go to medicine, go into medicine and be a doctor anymore and how scary that was. But it's always that this idea of just like, for me, the hardest thing that I think I had to learn how to do was listen to myself mm. and follow the path that was meant for me. And I realized that being a doctor wasn't meant for me, you know. And so similar to this situation, 
I'm sort of, I'm not, I'm sure I'm not necessarily an outlier, but I was one of those people where I took a lot of pride in living two lives. Mm. And so it was cool for me to have my full-time day job with the security and benefits and everything like that at a job that I really loved and enjoyed. Um, And then going home and having this completely other life as an artist and as a creative entrepreneur, you know, and, and connecting with people through social media, through open mics or with my art and everything like that. But um, eventually it just got to the point where I couldn't juggle both anymore. And so having to, again, reconcile that idea of listening to myself again and and believing that all of the pieces that I put into play for the past six years, but honestly my whole life, has led me to this moment. And there's no other path for me to go down now. Did, did the... Um things that you were doing at home, mm-hmm. the art that you were creating, the storytelling, did that just start demanding too much of your time? Is that how you kind of mm-hmm. like made that call? Um, Not necessarily. It just sort of like I, I made the call to um, leave my full-time job, not necessarily knowing what was next. Mm. I just knew that I had to take that leap and that something else would be on the other end of mm-hmm. it. Um, at the time, I was still planning on moonlighting I guess or just keeping my creative part um, the creative part of my life part time Mm -hmm. Um, but then as you know as time passed and I started getting opportunities that just seemed to just sort of fall in my lap which Mm. of course nothing ever really falls into your lap there's always work that's done sure but um, it made me more confident that okay wait maybe this is the thing that mm. I need to be doing instead of so trying to find something else. I'm assuming you're referring to the public publications yeah. like Gar- Garden and Gun, yeah. uh, uh, O Magazine, right? Oprah's yeah. Magazine. So how, how did those come about? So O Magazine is funny because I actually... St- um, that was really my first gig that I okay. got like a right year, out the gate. right out the gate, a year into collage. Sure. And the um, the freelance art director just found my work on Etsy, mm. you know, ironically, because I found collage through Etsy. Sure. And, and so um, which after that, I didn't think that any more opportunities would come. Right. I was just sure. thinking, oh, this is just a once in a lifetime thing. I'm not going to quit my job now sure. just to, you know, just because Oprah came calling. But I think Oprah, O Magazine was a little bit of confirmation that like, hey, maybe you need to take this a little more seriously. How um, excited you were you when that happened? Oh, I was in disbelief. I was just like, you ain't. <laughs> Y'all looking for somebody else. There's yeah. somebody else out there, another collage artist, another Nancy. Um, but they were like, no, no, we like your work or whatever. And um, it was scary and um, because I hadn't worked under a tight deadline before. Mm-hmm. It was my first time doing work, doing art for somebody else's consumption. And so getting feedback and, you know, having to go back and send drafts and everything, dealing with like oh, copyright. There was multi- like, there was oh, yeah. Yeah. There was like three or four rounds of drafting uh-huh. that takes place. And so uh, did they that. ask you to make make something for the magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was an article um, that they were working on for um, oh, I got you. A, a book, which, oh gosh, I can't remember the name That's of okay. it. Um, but they were writing this article for this, for this book that um, that dealt with like, um, like it was like a hundred or a thousand like great African-American mm, things. Okay. And so um, I was supposed to read that article and then make a collage based off of that. Mm. And so at first they were just like, you know, just send us some sketches of what you got. And so uh-huh. I sent them stuff and then they were like, okay, so change this, 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 and this. And we actually want you to think about this and that. And oh, did uh-huh. you think about copyright laws? Here are some links. 
And like I was just a year into collage. Sure, I didn't know what none sure, of that mess sure. was. And so it was a very steep learning curve and a very intense like two week process. But they eventually did accept like the final draft and everything like Amazing. that. And um since then it's just like each year, you know, something else will come up you know, something bigger and something bigger. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, well, maybe I should just keep trucking along. Still not convinced that I need to quit my job yet. Sure. But um, just keep continuing to make art, keep engaging my audience, keep building my network. Mm-hmm. And that sort of just blossomed into something that was just like a, a final piece to the puzzle, a final, like, detail to the collage. That's if right. You will, okay, to, okay. Um, like, be like, okay, it's time. Like, let's do this. You and know? you make the leap. I took the leap. How long has it been? <laughs> it has been, oh gosh, it's been eight months that I've been doing it full time. And then how do you feel on the other side? Oh gosh, um, I don't regret it. Of course. Every day I wake up and I'm scared, but I'm also like gratified and would not have chosen any other path. I love that. Even with the uncertainties that exist with being like a a, a freelance artist, a, you know, a full time creative creative entrepreneur you sure. know but um it's always worth it whenever like i i um can like put a smile on my client's face or something like that or just make art that puts a smile on my face yeah you know and being able to share that with people whether it is through collage or through storytelling or um with writing or things like that it's just like however which way that i can communicate myself to others and then being able to see others reaction to that i think is really special it was great uh i I saw you at the coffee shop um over this past uh weekend (laughs) and as i was passing by uh nancy was just with the scissors (laughs) and with the tape out man i was making something work yeah i was like i was like oh my goodness like and and that's kind of like that expression side of it right that's a very that's a very, uh, you know, at the core, it's a very important part of what it is that uh, of what it is that you do. Yeah. And that's something that I really like. I found solace in doing now that I like, you know, work from home mostly mm-hmm. is going out into the community, especially like here in Statesboro. Like there's just so many like really dope little pockets of places yep. to set up shop and like meet people and see people that you've known and everything and just like pull out some scissors and just start cutting stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, doing that has made me feel, it's really made me feel like less alone on this path that I've chosen, you know, That's that phenomenal. I can just create in this environment and not just have to just stay cutting stuff out in my house, you know. Tell me a little bit about kind of the challenges, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've we've been really talking about like that path to make that choice to get there. But, you know, I'm sure as a creative entepreneur, uh, the the competition has to be fierce, right? Like this is a, this is something that yes. you know a lot of people want to do. I guess you know how is it that you have been able to find kind of like your place mm. within everything? Mm. Um, you know, you've had you know uh, the community. I think adores you right like you're getting ready to do some stuff at the Averitt Mm -hmm. um you've you know done multiple different things but I guess how what's the biggest challenge for you Mm -hmm. um I think the biggest challenge for me currently of course like I mean there's been a bunch of challenges that I've sort of like overcome and everything like that 
Um, but right now, it's really just believing that the work that I do can sustain me mm. and knowing that I've gotten this far. Shoot, I've made it eight months <laughs> already. It's not easy to do. You know, it's not. And a lot of a lot of businesses don't last that long. And a shoot, a lot of like freelancers don't last that long. So the fact that I've been able to make it this far, not being classically trained, because I don't have a lick of art degree, nothing mm. in my in my resume or in my background. You know, all of this is, is self-taught. But, um, you know, in relation to the competition, I always tell myself um, that I am never an imposter in my own room. Mm. And so I say that to sort of like buck this idea of like imposter syndrome and feeling like, yo, I'm not trained. I don't know anybody in the art world or whatever. How do I feel like I um, deserve to be here in this space? But it's not me trying to break into a space. It's me creating my own space and inviting people in. Mm. And so that's been something that I've learned to sort of like work through, especially in the early years, because I ain't think I ain't even call myself an artist for mm. like the first year or two mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that I was doing collage. I was just cutting some stuff out and gluing it together, you know, and yeah. putting it on Instagram, you know. <laughs> um, but now that I've been in the game for a while, like there are people who like come to me for advice now, which is just like, dang, I guess I've been, you know, I'm an old head now. Not really mm. an old head, but kind of, <laughs> you know, like I'm the auntie of the collage world now, Love that. you know, not the godmother per se, but um, that's given me a lot of um, reassurance to keep going. It's just to remind myself that I am creating a space and I'm inviting people into my space. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they want to stay, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I will send out cold calls or whatever. I will invite myself to like different networking events, hand out my business cards or whatever. Sure. But, um, you know, if you don't want to be in my space, then that means it's not meant for you to be. Mm-hmm. And that way I can continue to cultivate the space to attract people that are supposed to be in my space. I love that. Uh, I think that that's a very uh, solid way of approaching, creating that community where the people that you are creating the art for also give back to you. Right. Um, How uh, kind of like what is on the horizon for you? As a creator. Oh, gosh. Well, um, there are, like you mentioned earlier, I am doing some work with the Averitt Center. I'm mm-hmm. teaching a collage class this semester. Um, I also have a podcast of my own. Hey. A podcast alert. So it's called Dreaming in Color. Okay. And so this is really my first attempt at really, like, spreading my storytelling wings a mm-hmm. little bit, but also giving people a chance to um, understand, like, the impact that dream telling has on the black community. And mm. so Dreaming in Color is an of the podcast and it's all about um, black people dreams and the lessons we learn from mm-hmm. them and so season one just wrapped up this summer so you can go binge hey. binge listen to it yeah and um i sit down and talk with uh people who have a relationship with a dream and so i give them a chance to share their dream story and then we sit down and talk about it i i, I gave it a listen honestly yeah. the most calming voice okay in the podcast realm <laughs> love <know>. it <laughs> Love it. You know, voice for radio. <laughs> you know, what can I say? What can I say? That's very so, fun. Um, but that's the um, big thing is um, promoting dreaming and color, teaching at the Averitt Center. I also have been working with um, Vino 1910. Okay. Um, that's here in downtown Statesboro. They've been such a big supporter of the work that I do. Love They've that. commissioned me for, for art. Mm-hmm. Um, I've set up art nights in their facility and um, we're going to be doing it again um, the last Thursday of this month last Thursday of August Mm -hmm. so after work swing on by see me make some art and perhaps buy some art I mean you know shameless plug but um, where do people find your art how can we find 
how, how the, can they find your work? So um, you can go on my website, um, nancybprice.com. That's N-A-N-C-E-Y-B as in boy, P-R-I-C-E. Um, I'm also Nancy B. Price on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but, you know, I don't really use it for much. I'm still trying to find my voice on Twitter. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, gosh. So, and it's noisy out there, it's too. It's like speaking into an <laughs> abyss. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I ain't, I ain't cut out for this. Uh-huh. But um, you can find me, follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to thank you so much for coming to the show. Uh, Thanks, you know, if there is a word of advice that mm-hmm. you would have for, Oof. you know, those creators out there, maybe mm-hmm. they aren't in the collage world, maybe they are, yeah. uh, but they are definitely artists. You know, what would you say to them? Listen to yourself. Listen to the little voice that's in your head, whether it's telling you to stay where you are or quit. Find your vision, find your story and tell that story in whatever way, whether it's through podcasting, through music, through art, you know, tell the story because it's a story that you want to tell, not necessarily because you want everybody to hear it because everybody ain't going to hear your story and they're not going to resonate with it. But do this for you and nobody else. And whatever happens because of that is supposed to. Love it. Thank you so much for the show. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> Got him. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it.